This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is a BoardWalk Audio podcast. The best way to support the show is by going to boardwalkaudio.com slash skeeterial. Click the support our artist button, which takes you to Amazon. Just shop like you normally will, and Amazon will give us a little bit of money, which then I will use to buy more barrels of yarn for my boards. I need yarn. The sun is up, the sky is clear, but all is lost when you aren't here. By the way, the song is about the Muppet Babies. Hello, I am Matt Manser. And I'm Eileen Mary O'Connell, and this is Skaterial, the Muppet Babies episode podcast where we investigate the disappearance of the Muppet Babies character, Skeeter. Uh, Skeeter appears on the Muppet Babies with several other Muppets. Um, Most? I'd say 100% of the other Muppets. Well, the... Um, the, a lot of the major Muppets, Kermit, uh, Miss Piggy, Gonzo, yes, uh, several others, mm-hmm. uh, Scooter, and uh, but uh, Scooter's twin sister Skeeter is not seen anywhere after Muppet Babies, and mm-hmm. we have been worried, sick about this for years. It's just been plaguing us, wondering where is Skeeter? Why isn't she an adult Muppet? What happened to her? Is she is she still with us, or is she unfortunately not? We don't know. I hope she's not. You hope she's not deceased. Okay, not that she's. You hope that she is still with us. I, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I, I I know that. I just wanted to clarify for our listeners that you off. want Skeeter to be alive. I do. This is already off to a very emotional start. Um, it, it definitely is. Um, this is um the uh, eighth episode of Skeeterial, yes. a Muppet Babies investigation. Uh, so we will be uh discussing the eighth episode of Muppet Babies, mm-hmm. entitled. Uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? And uh, to help with our discussion, we have uh, two uh, two very normally normally funny people, I would say, but we are we are serious today. This is a serious Muppet Babies podcast. So they will be putting on their their sleuthing caps, I would say. Uh, we have a co-founder of the Devastator Press, Jeffrey Golden. Welcome, greetings. And we have uh, a writer for a regular show, uh, Patrick Baker. Welcome. Very happy to be nothing but serious with you here today. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, thank you for the wonderful reporting that you guys have done over the past uh, several episodes. Just this, it's just been very in-depth, very emotional story, and, and we're happy to be along for the ride here, you know. There's a lot of talk right now about how uh, intriguing S-Town is. And if, I, if I'm, to be quite honest, I feel like the investigative journalism that you guys have been doing has been overlooked in the current podcast climate. So thank you for what oh, you've wow. been doing. I mean, if the S in S-Town stood for Skeeter, I think that would be something else. But it doesn't. It actually... It stands for shit. Uh, so. It stands for shit. Yeah. Uh, oh. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so you can bleep oh. that out uh, because obviously... 
there's no need for such language in investigative journalism. I mean, sometimes, though, things get heated and we do feel the need to curse. Okay, great. I'll go there then. We're all adults who just want to know why we can't see Skeeter as an adult. It's a great question. That's very, yeah. it's a very thoughtful question. Thank you. Um, now, to both of you, Jeffrey and Patrick, had had you how much Muppet Babies uh, were you aware of uh, before this? Uh, before our, our investigation, were you avid watchers? I was previously. Yeah, I would. I would describe myself as an avid watcher of the Muppet Babies uh, back in the 1980s. Absolutely. Um, you know, I saw. I saw the Muppet Babies' lives unfolding before our eyes, as everyone did in America. Yeah. Um, that was just part of being an American, just part of being alive. I was very young, obviously, but still, I got swept up in the drama um, mm-hmm. of what was happening to them. You know, it was their stories were our stories, I feel. Yeah, I would agree with Jeffrey. I feel like when I was coming of age in the 80s, I feel like... The Muppet Babies were an incredible part of my life, uh, much as Denver the Last Dinosaur was also an incredible part of my life. I followed uh, each clan of uh, very, very realistic characters uh, and, and seeing what their life unfolded into. Uh, although it pains me to say that I'm not sure I had considered exactly what had happened to Skeeter until you guys opened this investigation, I know. Yeah, that that's that was it. it just it was so weird. I never even thought, never even occurred mm-hmm. to to ask the questions. No. And here you guys were asking the questions, opening the doors, you know, dusting off the old books. You yeah, know. lots of books coming through those books. Yeah, the research. I imagine all the microfiche that you guys must have gone through at this point to, you know, in your investigation. We have. Uh, we have stacks of microfiche mm-hmm. over there. Um, Eileen our- has a has a whole bulletin board. Full oh yeah, of, I mean uh, you can see yeah. it right now. We're just surrounded by bulletin boards in the room and, and chalkboards and just yeah, I lots of yarn yeah, no. connecting. Yeah. Lots of yarn. You've drawn yarn string to the point that it made it difficult to enter this room. It was difficult. Yeah, that I should have thought that through a little better. But when you get sucked into investigation, you just you just keep going. Your inquiry is is immaculate, and I would never want to get in the way of it. I see Miss Piggy connected to Nancy Reagan, connected yeah. to Iran Contra. I yeah. mean, this thing goes all the way to the top. It does. Ali North might be involved. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Mm-hmm. He, maybe he shredded some documents that could lead us to where we need to go, and we need to. Eileen and I need to. Maybe track down Ali North after after today. Mm-hmm. I bet he's available. Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been trying to contact Mr. North on via telephone and social media for a while, but no, no. Mm-hmm. Ali North's dead end. Instagram account isn't really yielding the results you'd hope. No, it's mm. not. It's not. It's weird. It's it's and very. It makes him all the more suspicious. I would mm-hmm. say. What about Snapchat? Did you try Ali North Snapchat? Oh, of course I tried Snapchat. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's weird. It's weird. It's, it's like he's got something to hide. I would think of him as more of a LinkedIn guy. You didn't try his LinkedIn by any chance, did you? Or I did, and I asked him to endorse me as a investigative reporter for my skills, but none is. But did you have on your LinkedIn page that you were investigating Ollie North as part of the po- as part of this podcast? That might have been a little that may bit have been of a, a, a tat- yeah. tip oh, off man. there. Yeah, oh, you know, sometimes I can just be a real dummy. Oh, Eileen, don't be no, don't I'm be hard on yourself. I'm no. a dummy. 
Okay, if I may give some more constructive criticism, maybe don't list I'm a dummy as one of your skills on LinkedIn. I'm just trying to be honest, okay? Okay, well... It's, it's, well, uh, it's, it's self-deprecation, which we, I think some people appreciate, but it might not be the best on LinkedIn. Well, I was just going to say, you know, we guys, we, you know, the American public need you guys to remain strong for us as we go through this together. So I just uh, we appreciate uh, you. appreciate your yeah. your courage as you investigate. Thanks. I think on that note, we should uh, discuss uh, uh, the episode. Episode eight. We have to. Yeah. Yes. We can't not. And we will be discussing it and looking for clues. Any clues we can find. Any about clues Skeeter. at all. The babies pretend to work at an ER. Fozzie, with a tomato stuck on his head, is the patient. Gonzo, the head doctor, and Piggy and Skeeter are nurses. Kermit says Fozzie needs a transfusion, and Rolf gives Fozzie an orange juice IV. Gonzo says that this is very serious, and Nurse Skeeter says, It is? What's wrong with him, doctor? And Gonzo says that he has bad joke-itis, and they need to remove Fozzie's funny bone and replace it with a funnier one. Gonzo puts on his medical gloves, which are just two baseball mitts, and Nurse Piggy hands him a golf tee, golf ball, and a nine iron. He tees the ball on Fozzie's stomach and is about to hit it when Piggy stops him. Fozzie runs away, saying that Gonzo already cured him. May I uh, make a, there's an observation here? Um, something I found uh, I found unusual. Um, Miss Piggy only seemed, or, or Piggy, uh, only seemed to object to Gonzo's actions when he brought out the nine iron. Like, she didn't say anything when he brought out a golf tee and a golf ball. When he brought right. out the club, that's when she objected. Like, are, are, are golf tees and golf balls, like, typical medical instruments? Or But it's actually even beyond that, I think. Like, go, he go. specifically asks her for the nine iron. Right. And she gives it to him without any resistance. Mm-hmm. But then questions it. But then questions mm-hmm. it once he actually tees up. Right. As if she couldn't see the, uh, pattern. the, 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 the coup d'etat that was coming before her. Uh, the, the, the fact that it was going to be... Golf tee, golf club, yeah, golf ball. What you do with all those things? I can tell you what you don't do with those things yeah. is operate on a man with a tomato on his head. Yeah, surgery. Um, those just aren't surgical in- implements. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you think? Uh, um, did yeah. you notice that in, in your investigation? Yeah, as well? we noticed that as well, and yeah, it brings us. Uh, I think it causes, at least for me, and I, I found it's like everyone else here as well, to question Piggy and Gonzo. Gonzo. Um, as a doctor, does not appear to be very good. I mean, he is he is a baby, but still, yeah. uh, makes uh, makes me wonder about you know his qualifications. If people are letting him operate on him without being qualified, and could that somehow tie into Skeeter? Fozzie was sick with jokeitis. Could Skeeter have had a disease mm-hmm. that yeah. Gonzo was trying to cure and did not do a good job at, or completely misdiagnosed? Yeah. yeah, I mean, let, let's let's be fair. He's using baseball gloves as surgical gloves. Mm-hmm. Now, I've never gone to med school, but those are not surgical gloves. No. Those are baseball gloves. And furthermore, he's using a nine iron to hit a ball that's been teed up. In golf, you tend to use woods to right. hit a ball that's been teed yeah. up. So this is. Raise my suspicious flag. That's not a mistake yeah. any real doctor would make. They no. all play golf. They're rich. They have time. So much time. On the weekends to afford to play golf. They usually are all out of the office open four days a week even. They can, they golf on a Monday. Yeah, they can like get in, get in 18 holes in the morning and then come in, in the afternoon. Yeah. 
It seems to me like Gonzo is part of some kind of false freak organization here. Some sort of false freak operation, rather. I don't know. Just uh, it just seems it just seems weird. Just this. It just seems weird. I don't know. Just it doesn't add up. That's the thing. I mean, it seems like it could all be either an elaborate ruse or a red herring to hide from what's really going on. See, that was what I was thinking more the latter. That we're yeah because because again you're right. Like Piggy should have realized what was going on earlier. Mm-hmm. So it says to me that the two of them might be part of this might be part of something larger here. That there's some sort of conspiracy among the Muppet Babies. Um, perhaps a conspiracy to hide, you know, to hide Skeeter at some point. It could be, but Piggy does eventually does object, as we said, to the to the golf to right. the to the nine iron mm-hmm. and to golfing off of Fozzie. So, do you think she's pretending? Do you think she's just like fake, not actually being offended? She's it's, yeah, it's all a ruse. It seems a bit of me thinks the lady doth protest too much. Mm. It seems like and too late. And too late. It seems like when you hand a golf tee, a golf club, and a, and a nine iron, if you don't see where that's going, right. uh, you seem to be playing the fool a bit. Uh, now, the part that I can't piece together is how would this relate to Skeeter, who seems to be nothing but an accessory up to this point. Uh, it, she's not involved in the diagnosis of uh, bad jokeitis. Uh, mm-hmm. She's not involved in the diagnosis of removing the funny bone she is present and not objecting herself but i just i can't see i i need more yarn eileen i need more yarn to figure this one out i have barrels full of yarn ready good ready for any second that's great well uh let's we may need more yarn as we uh discuss the next part of the episode uh so next what happens uh so Scooter wonders if Fozzie really is better from his jokeitis. Uh, to which Skeeter replies, uh, "Let's find out. Tell a joke, Fozzie." Uh, so Fozzie says, uh, "Knock knock." Kermit says, "Who's there?" Uh, Fozzie says, "Ha ha." Uh, Kermit, "Ha ha who?" Uh, Fozzie uh, says, "See you laughed. I'm cured." Uh, so uh, doesn't sound like he's cured. Uh, then Agonzo says that comedians are terrible patients. Which is why when he grows up, he wants to be a dinosaur doctor. Uh, Piggy says she wants to be a movie star. Uh, Rolf, a rock star. Uh, Skeeter, an Olympic champion. She demonstrates this by doing a flip onto the couch. Uh, Scooter, an astronaut who goes to Mars. And Fozzie wants to be a comedian. But Kermit is distraught because he doesn't know what he wants to be when he grows up. He doesn't know what dream will disappoint him as an adult that's what he's trying to figure out wow oh my goodness i thought it was very interesting listening to what they all want to be because besides skeeter we know what all of them are when they grow up we, we know what they become we know what they right. become and none of them become what they want no. um not well, really Fossey, well, piggy Fossey. Piggy and Fozzie. Piggy and Fozzie, they succeed. Piggy's, Piggy is the closest. Scooter Sheesh. is a stage manager, so he failed at that dream. Yeah. yeah. A stage manager, occasional performer. Occasional performer. Ralph is, you could say, a rock star. He's more of a... He's a musician. Musician. He's a, musician. a bit of a lounge act. Yeah, he's a lounge act, yeah. Yeah, I'd say the irony is that there is a successful rock band in the Muppet universe, but he's not really a part of it. And you wonder why. I mean, if that was his ambition... 
Well, where is where? I guess because Doctor Teeth has the keyboards and the Doctor Teeth mm-hmm. and the Electric Mayhem. Yeah, maybe there was no room for Rolf. I mean, they need, in that band, too many teeth. Too many teeth. Too many teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you do see some bands with more than one keyboard player, but it does or usually dueling, seem. Or there's dueling piano acts. Yeah. Like you see in in some bars, like like uh, Donald Duck and Daffy Duck and the Tune Review. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that Japan yeah. Club. Yeah. Or. Uh, Elton John and Billy Joel when they would tour yeah, together. Absolutely. Sure. In, in, in hearing all of them lay out what they wanted to be, um, for obvious reasons, I looked very closely at Skeeter. Mm-hmm. Yes. And mm-hmm. I said, all right, so this is the first hint that I have had, that we are looking at somebody who has Olympic ambitions. Now, if we tie that in to the opening theme song, where she is on a trapeze saying, I want to fly through the air. There are perhaps two ways to look at that. One, maybe we should quite literally go down the uh, Olympic mode, or or maybe we should look more closely towards the aerial mode. Perhaps we're dealing with a pilot, if in case the desire to fly through the air uh, was met more scientifically than it was uh, through feats of... Uh, Athleticism, mm. perhaps an Amelia Earhart situation. Yeah. Right. Oh my goodness. It's, it's, you, it would be entirely possible. Yeah. Um, for now, I, I, I think allowing both possibilities, I think we probably ought to consider her at her word for now, uh, and say, "All right, what if you did become some sort of Olympic medalist? Ha- have we gone through the records and seen which people, perhaps named Skeeter?" tried to join the Olympic teams in 92, 96, or 2000. And I'm sure right. you guys have been down this road at this point. Um, I, I did look up uh, Olympic medalists. Uh, there is no Skeeter listed mm. as an Olympic medalist in the U.S., but I did not look up who was trying out for the Olympics. Those are records I could not get a hold of. And also, uh, I would also consider looking up anagrams of the name Skeeter, or names that are very similar to Skeeter. Generally, when people are in hiding, they either choose a name that is very similar, but maybe one or two letters off, like Skeeper, for example. Skeeper. Or uh, or an anagram where they sh- shift the letters around. Curist. Uh, that's Skeeter Good. backwards? No, it's no. just jumbled, I think. Precious. Yeah. Guys, I have a chalkboard. I can just write these letters down right now, and we'll figure it Does, out. Um, something I was wondering, I, I think there's, there's some of the same letters, um, uh, you did a good job with that, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Eileen's rearranging some letters. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, if you rearrange the letters, do you get uh, Carrie Strug? <gasps> some of those letters are the same. They are the same. and Some are not, though. They're both small and feisty. Yeah. I look up to both of them. Now, Carrie Strug, they- what, she hurt her ankle? What happened? I don't remember which part of her leg it was, but she hurt her leg, but was still an Olympic hero in 1996. Yeah. Hmm. I think it's 96. Both, yeah. They both have three giant worm-like hairs. Yeah. Which is something I think Ooh. that's in common with both of them. That's yeah. very, right. Very yeah. high-pitched voices. Yeah. Yeah. I remember on Saturday Night Live, but I assume this was real, uh, there was a moment where Carrie Strugger, Strug, Carrie Strug, Strugs? Strugger, S- Skeeter. Strugger, Skeeter. Whoa. Carrie Strug. Whoa. Remember she appeared with with her... Twin brother who looked like Chris Kattan, but I have to assume it was her actual twin brother. Mm-hmm. And Skeeter has a twin brother. Oh, oh. my Scooter. God! 
But the, the twin brother wasn't Chris Kattan, just to be clear. It's not. We're not saying Chris Kattan was is Skeeter. No, Chris Kattan is, is not Scooter. Skeeter. He's Could he be Scooter? Oh, Scooter is what I meant. Sorry. No, Chris Kattan. Well, if if Skeeter is Carrie Strug, then right. She's got a twin brother, but it's not Chris. It's not Chris Kattan. Mr. Kattan, if you would like to comment on these revelations, we're available day and night. Oh, I yeah. see. Actually, I see on the board you already had uh, mm. Mango. And, I did have Mango. And it links Mango's. to Nanny. Mm-hmm. It links to Nanny. Yeah. Yeah. To be quite honest, though, if Mango is anything, it seems to me animal, correct? It seems like if Chris yeah. Kattan fits into this scenario. And no, and you're, you're, 100%, you're 100% right on that. Yeah. And I, I, I think we should move the yarn from, uh, from Nanny to Animal, perhaps. Uh, but it look- does beg the question, should we look closer at Animal Yeah. in yeah. case what? he's hiding? Or is, is Mr. Peepers more Animal? Mr. Peepers is who oh I meant. Goodness. Oh, yeah. I meant Mr. Peepers. Right, right, Yeah. Right. I made a mistake. That's I apologize. Okay. We, we, we can't can. have the mango. No, no, no. We, we can't have the mango. We can't no, have the mango. No, the mango is much more of a Miss Piggy thing. Yeah. Although I think, yeah. I think, I think Mr. Peepers is... Yeah, it's very much... Mr. Peepers, Pe- Peepers Beaker, maybe? Ooh. They both Beakers. have trouble talking. No, actually, you. while we're mentioning Beaker for a second... Please. Um, how many Muppets... Do we know that that end up in the Muppet Show that do not appear in Muppet Babies? I'm specifically thinking of, of guys like the Swedish Chef or Sam the Eagle. I, I, I've been curious: is it possible that Skeeter went through an identity change and Ooh. comes up as perhaps the Swedish Chef or Sam the Eagle or, mm-hmm. dare I say, Beaker? Or Janice? Well, or Janice? Beaker appears on the show. I know Janice does. I think Sam the Eagles appeared on Muppet Babies, but there's mm-hmm. still many Muppets who have not appeared on Muppet Babies. So it's there are some possibilities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I've I don't think Sam the Eagle is on Muppet Babies. No, I think he like has a cameo. He does. Okay. I think he has a cameo. And Swedish Chef is on. Yeah, but uh, when Sam I, the Eagle is on, does he share screen time with Skeeter? Ooh, right. Or is Skeeter ooh. just conveniently absent in those episodes? Well, Did she guys. go into a phone booth and maybe make a call or right. switch into a Sam Eagle costume? Right. Wow. We'll have to wait till we get have to, to wait those, those episodes. episodes. Yeah. yeah. I'm going off of my childhood memories right now. Also, here's the anagram I've come up with. Cretes. Oh. Cretes. So mm-hmm. like the Isle Cretes. of Crete in yes. Greece. Mm-hmm. Wasn't Spelled Crete? differently. Spelled yeah. differently. Yeah, that's the, that A lot was of Pompeii. I was thinking of the island that was destroyed, but that was uh, by the volcano. Vesuvius? But that was Vesuvius. That, but yeah, but what did it destroy? It's well, it destroyed just, Pompeii, which Pompeii. was an island. Mm-hmm. But oh, okay. it was Pompeii? a city. But it was a city. Pompeii and Herculaneum, both of which were on the land, but on opposite sides of the volcano. I'm glad we have each other to check each other here. To, I can tell you yeah, right now, though, get that, this right on this Muppet Babies uh, There is decided archaeological evidence that neither at Herculaneum nor at Pompeii uh, could you find remains of Skeeter. So I think it is safe mm-hmm. to say that she was not present at uh, the explosion of Vesuvius in 79 AD. Let me it's roll up most that cross. yarn into a yeah, ball. Yeah, let's cross that out. Glad that I could help. For later. Glad I could help. Yes. So I narrowing to... the paths, mm-hmm. narrowing the, the, the field here. Yes. Uh, what happened next on the episode? Well, Nanny comes in and asks Kermit, what's the matter? Skeeter says he can't decide what he wants to be, Nanny. Nanny says that lots of children, even grown-ups, have that problem and hands them a book and tells them to look at the pictures and help Kermit decide what he wants to be when he grows up. She then leaves. 
The first picture is a firefighter. Fozzie imagines Kermit as a fireman who slides down the fire pole and then gets hit by Fozzie, who slides down after him. Then Kermit drives a truck, and when they arrive at the house on fire, Kermit cannot control the hose. Hmm. Hmm. There's um, something here that we've seen in almost every episode, which is a Muppet is having a problem. Nanny comes in, helps for like 30 seconds, and then leaves Leaves. an upset child behind to Mm -hmm. fend for themselves. In this case, she left a book, like a a poor life raft for him to float on. Also, what was it just a book of occupations? It appeared to be a book of photographs of old pictures of Los Angeles, from what I could tell. Mm. When When they flipped through the book... They find different fire trucks. The first fire truck they see is a city of Los Angeles fire truck in black and white, implying probably from the 50s or the 60s. Uh, And then they kind of zoom in on that and suddenly Fozzie and Kermit are driving said fire truck. Mm -hmm. Now – I'm sorry. Continue, Jeff. All I was going to say that brings up an interesting question, which is – where does Muppet Babies take place? You read my mind. Okay, great. And I think this episode points to some interesting contradictions because the Los Angeles Fire Department plays a pretty big portion of this particular memory recall when Kermit and Fozzie are sliding down the pole. But then at some point they cut to a live-action fire truck to supplement the scene, which is clearly – a West Covina fire truck. Now, I don't mm. expect everybody who's listening to the podcast to know uh, Los Angeles County that well. But West Covina is in the Inland Empire. It is not part of Los Angeles proper. Right, so right. that leaves a pretty wide swath, but at the same time, a very specific swath of where the Muppet Babies may lay. Now, I have further questions uh, as to geography later down the line when we get to what Kermit does decide to be, but I know we haven't gotten there yet, so I'll I'll hold my tongue. Because I, I think of Muppets as being New York-based mm. in general, well, but, but that's as adults. So it's interesting that they, they perhaps they were in, uh, as children, they were in California. But what about when they're driving the taxi later? Right. Oh, spoilers. Driving, oh, yeah. I'm Spoiler. sorry. I'm so, he brought it up. He yeah. brought it. I, I couldn't. Oh, it's, spo- it's so intriguing I couldn't hold my tongue. Spoilers for a 30-year-old cartoon? It's very bad. It still counts as a spoiler. 33-year-old cartoon. It's it's in its Jesus year. So it's old. The holiest of years. Next on the episode, uh, we go back to the nursery, and Gonzo opens a page in in Nanny's book uh, that shows a professional bowler. Uh, Gonzo imagines him and Kermit uh, bowling together. Gonzo is pretty good at it, but Kermit is so bad that the pins turn into penguins uh, who avoid the ball. Uh, then Gonzo throws his around-the-world ball, which literally literally travels around the world before getting a strike. Uh, Kermit has the feeling that Gonzo's bending the rules, but tries playing again, but his ball just bounces back at him after bumping into the pins like a pinball machine. Kermit doesn't learn the lesson, his own lesson, to cheat. That life isn't fair and that you have to cheat to get what you want. Maybe that's... Do you believe that? Is that your your moral standard for I'm, life? It's the standard of the Muppet Babies. Not necessarily saying it's my own, but I'm saying that it is what, the, what, uh, what Kermit himself 
understands to be success in the bowling world and in, and in adult life. This is not something we like to readily accept. We like to imagine the Muppet Babies as uh, moral creatures of a, I would say, more of a Lockean nature than a Hobbesian nature. Right. Although I think this episode points to the fact, and as we'll, I don't want to give any more spoilers mm-hmm. for this 33-year-old cartoon, but there are some other experiences where Kermit and other Muppets are willing to cheat to get what they want. And I'll, I'll yeah. hold my tongue for now, but I think that's evident. And I think it might be evidence. Mm. Know, if, uh, if there's some sort of... If one of the Muppets is cheating at something, Skeeter could have been whistleblowing and gotten yeah. in trouble. Oh, it's always the whistleblowing. I think too. it implies that this group of uh, young people, soon to be uh, older, maybe aren't willing to play by societal rules and maybe are willing to break a couple of eggs to make an omelet, if you know what I mean. And creating their own rules mm. in their own universes. They're, tr- they're bending the truth. Yes. What is the truth? And maybe a Skeeter wasn't along for that ride. Mm-hmm. Again, I'll hold my tongue until we get to later parts of the episode, but I think Jeffrey is on to something here. Thank oh, you so for that, holding that, your tongue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, that happens to me when I bowl. That I'm so bad that the, 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 your, your moral compass into, completely breaks. And the pins become penguins. Little penguins. Oh, wow. Yeah. Penguins, yeah. I'm that bad. Like it's, Most people are not as bad as I am at mm. bowling. Oh, you and Kermit are equally Kermit. bad. You I, when I something saw, in common. When I saw that, just, you know, when I saw that in preparation for the podcast, I was like, oh, finally, somebody is acknowledging that this happens. So It happens to bad bowlers. It happens to bad bowlers like myself. So. Whenever I bowl, uh, usually the bowling ball hits a plane and also a battleship and eventually breaks through the roof of the bowling alley I'm in. And inevitably, I have a very large fine on my hands. So as a result, I only play ultimate frisbee. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But you have a... A high bowling score. That's amazing. Oh, I, I, yeah, it's it's great. But I also have. Uh, I'm not allowed back at uh, the the bowling alley in Burbank or in on Vermont Avenue. If the lucky ball- strike, lucky yeah. strike. Oh, yeah. they, 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 they they knew me ahead of time. They, I wasn't even allowed in the oh, door wow. to begin your with. Pictures up there. That's why your pictures are. I understand. Yeah, I you, always wondered. You see it. Yeah, yeah. If the ball, if the bowling ball comes in. It hits the ground and it shakes all the the building and all of the pins get knocked down in all the lanes. Do you get those? Like, does that? Do you add those other pins to your score? I think so. Is that does that count? Yeah, that Is counts. That That's how you get like an eight hundred score. In right. You know sure. the common eight hundred score that people can get. Yeah. Right. Well, next, Piggy says that Kermit could be a movie star. She imagines them arriving to a premiere at uh, the Grauman's Chinese Theater. Did I pronounce that right? I think so. I, I think, think so. I did. I've one of those things that I've never pronounced out loud, even though I live in L.A. and know what it is. It's now the TCL Chinese Theater. That's true, so that is. it's different now. Hmm. Piggy says hi to a Tom, and we cut to Tom Selleck saying, Piggy, I love you. Let's have lunch. Uh, Piggy calls him a hunk, and Kermit wonders if there's any movie stars that he knows here. He waves hello, and we cut to a young Drew Barrymore screaming in E.T., Next, Piggy writes her name in the cement, in the famous cement and tries to leave her nose print instead of her handprints. Kermit messes up the cement with his own feet because he kindly tries to help wipe Piggy's nose. Kermit then thinks uh, that someone is asking him for his autograph, but it turns out it's a cop giving him a parking ticket, even though Kermit doesn't know how to drive and he only learned how to hop last year. Is Tom Selleck one of the rare adults in Muppet Babies whose face we see? Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Thus far. I think it's worth having Tom Selleck on the show or at least trying to get Tom Selleck's representation to answer some questions. Because right now, at this juncture, the most real person that I know how to get to would be Tom Selleck. I don't have eyes on Nanny. I don't have eyes on the Muppets. Clearly, the Muppets have their own perhaps ulterior motives if anything shady happened. Mm -hmm. But Tom Selleck seems roughly removed from this scenario. And I feel like an inquiry into Mr. Selleck's uh, knowledge or lack of knowledge into Skeeter's whereabouts would be incredibly beneficial to this investigation. I think so. And, you know, Tom Selleck, of course, was Magnum Mm P.I. No, no, he's not a real – Tom Selleck is not an actual P.I., but I must assume from working on the show for – Ten years, he must have picked up some some knowledge. investigative yeah. skills, mm-hmm. and you'd think he would like. Why hasn't he tried to use those skills to to tackle this mystery? Is something I've wondered. I, he must have those skills, and I'll find out if he ever accepts my LinkedIn request, Mister Selleck. If you're out there, I just want to endorse your skills and ask you questions. Is pick Mr. up your giant car phone and answer the call, mm-hmm. Magnum. Um, yeah, Mr. Selleck, I am from Detroit. We could discuss uh, Detroit Tigers-related uh, things if you want to, just after we talk about Skeeter. Yeah. Tom, I've got a beard. It's, uh, it's like a mustache, but fuller, larger, mm-hmm. so I can relate to maybe some of your day-to-day struggles. So I'd be a friendly person to talk to. Tom, uh, I've met other guys named Tom, so I feel like I know what might be happening to you. Like I have other Tom-related experience. Uh, don't be a stranger. Reach out. You were friends with Tom from MySpace. I, I was, yeah. Well, I was friends with eight. Tom from MySpace. Matt, were you friends with Tom I from MySpace? I was friends with Tom from MySpace. Huh. Tom, listen to us. Like, we all know Toms. This is a safe space, okay? This MySpace. Is a, one might say it's a MySpace safe place. Mm-hmm. and It's, a, it's we, a MySpace for friends and a safe place for friends. Yes, we need the answers that only you have, Tom. Don't hold out on us. Tom. Don't hold out on us. Tom, stop holding out on us. Eileen, have you re- tried to contact Tom Selleck on MySpace? I feel like a fool. I have not. I would have, but I forgot my MySpace password. And I forgot the password to the email that my MySpace was linked to. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to solve that kind I of thing. I think problem. once we remember our MySpace passwords, that could be a step towards... Solving this mystery. Solving this mystery. Blow a hole, a MySpace-shaped hole right yes. into this mystery. Mm. Well, what happens next in the episode, Matt? Uh, next in the episode, um, back in the nursery again, and Skeeter says, I know what you could be, Kermit. You could be an, Oli- an Olympic champion like I'm going to be. There we go. Mm. She says, Kermit would be a great would be great at jumping events since he's a frog. Uh, Skeeter imagines herself as a member of the USA Olympics gymnastics team, awarding the gold to countless adoring friends and fans. Uh then we go to track and field where Kermit tries jumping, but jumps so high that he pops a blimp, and but only jumps forward like half a foot or so. Skeeter says, uh, gee, maybe you'd be better at bicycle racing. So at a bicycle race, Skeeter explains that Kermit has the advantage since his bike has three wheels and theirs only have two. And Kermit wins. And he's overwhelmed, but then excited by so many people wanting to make him a star. And then he signs a document but that turns out to be a $200 fine for parking in a no-tricycle zone. Mm. So this is a nice Skeeter-heavy segment of the show. I feel like this, this is, is the most Skeeter we've seen 
at this point in the series I too. Think so. Like the yeah. the most like we had our own little imagination flashback with her, and that it was pleasant. I think again, it, it it only behooves us to follow down the did Skeeter or somebody under a pseudonym. As Jeffrey pointed out, try Skeeper. to join Team USA. One thought occurred to me. If you're trying to replace one letter in Skeeter, uh, you could potentially replace uh, the uh, K and the T with maybe a couple of I's. And you could end up with Skier, which uh, is oh, an Olympic sport. Winter yeah. Olympics. And yeah. I think it's maybe time to talk to Peekaboo Street. Ooh. I think it might be time. Peekaboo Street's name sounds like a Muppet name. It does. It doesn't sound like a name you would give a human person. Right. It sounds like a name you would give to a Muppet. Yeah. And, and like a preschool Muppet, like one on one of those mm. shows, like The Bear in the Big Blue House. Dare I say like a baby Muppet. Yeah, like a baby Ooh. Muppet. Like a baby wow. duck Muppet or something. Oh, yeah. goodness. I think there's also, this is a, a good segment to point out what Jeffrey was alluding to earlier, which is that the Muppets, the Muppet Babies, play by their own rules. Kermit wins a bicycle race while riding a tricycle and doesn't think twice about the egregious cheating mm-hmm. that goes on. You Riding a bicycle requires effort that, dare I say, a baby does not have. Yeah. A tricycle is not regulation. No. And Kermit, Skeeter, and the whole group say, this is fine, this sort of cheating is mm-hmm. fine, uh, but we're going to get Lance Armstrong caught on doping, but we're going to let Kermit win With on a try. I'm sorry. I've, mm. I've gotten, no. I've gotten no. heated, but I think it's egregious. It's simply it's, oh, egregious. Absolutely. I will, I will also point out it's very strange. He then uh, – he, he's offered a number of like licensing opportunities, like, opportunities like to become famous and, and rich powerful but then uh gives up this dream because he received a parking ticket like a parking violation and uh boy if uh if everybody in los angeles who received a parking violation uh, gave up on their dream this would be a an empty town this would be a ghost town i'm sorry i'm crying again it would be yeah. much more like pacoima than it would be like Los Angeles. Yeah, that's very true. Or West Covina. Or West Covina. Yeah. Oh, Empire. Maybe I.E. Guys, I hate to cry in front of so many lovely people. Um, so stay so, strong. Yes, stay strong Thank for the investigation. Thank you. Yes, and okay, what happens next in the episode? Ooh, uh, Kermit decides that being an athlete is too much like being a movie star, which he already knows he doesn't want to do. Animal suggests that Kermit can be an ice cream man. He imagines Kermit drawing a poorly drawn ice cream truck, because this is Animal's imagination. He's not good at drawing. While Animal helps hand out the ice cream. Piggy asks for a snow cone, and Animal makes it literally snow. Kermit doesn't like how cold it gets and feels a little hopeless. To cheer him up, the babies sing It's Up to You, a doo-wop song where the babies all try on different hats and open the door to different possibilities. I just want to point out that doo-wop tends to, that, that's their genre of choice. I would say that most of the songs they've sung on the show so far have been doo-wops. It's been a, been a lot of doo-wop. There's that also that one song that where Rolf ripped off a Ray Charles song. Oh, yeah. Doo-wops and plagiarism. That is a Muppet Babies thing. Which is a, but they don't care. That's the cheating. thing. They're they lawless. Don't. It's cheat. They're, they're lawless cheaters. It's like dead Cheater around for Skeeter. <gasps> oh. oh. Sorry, that was. I have to break out new chalk. Yeah, you have to some chalk and some yarn. 
Oh man, that yarn I already rolled back up. Now I'm unrolling it again. So we're in, we're tangled up in yarn right now and That's in true. mystery. Mm-hmm. I shop at Michael's a lot. You have a discount card. I do. Joanne's Fabrics is a little cheaper for yarn. Yeah, what? but it just doesn't feel as good. Yeah, okay. Do they offer the discount, the same like bulk discount? That, I mean, it depends uh, on how far you have to drive. Me, I live right. near Glendale, so Joanne's is better than Michael's, which is all the way in Burbank. It's, I, it's, I, up, to, it's, it's up to you. I mean, you have really. to factor gas into your it's knitting purchases, mm-hmm. yeah, your knitting I budget. I do. Let's move on to the, uh, to the end of this episode. Uh, so, uh, inspired by the song, Kermit says he knows exactly what he wants to be. A taxi driver. But the babies want him to come up with something better. Skeeter says, driving a taxi is so ordinary. Kermit sits on the couch like it's a taxi and says he'll prove that that it's exciting. They all hop in and Kermit imagines driving them around. Then an astronaut comes and asks to be taken to the moon, which Kermit does. On the moon, the babies are amazed and Kermit earns $250,000 for the trip. Skeeter doesn't think they'll find anybody on the moon who will need a ride, but then E.T. asks for a ride. Uh, Then back at the nursery, the babies realize it's okay to be whatever you want, no matter what others think. Nanny comes in and asks if Kermit figured out what he wants to be, and all the babies said that they want to be taxi drivers now. And that's the end of the episode. That is. Do we think... Skeeter became a taxi driver. Oh, because that would be it would be hard to to track. You know, just driving a car around all all day long, and you know, maybe going from even from city to city. You know, with different taxi jobs and yeah. under different assumed identities. Have we checked to see whether Skeeter becomes either Jimmy Fallon or Queen Latifah? In the hit comedy Taxi. Hit movie, ta- movie Taxi. I mean, I, my, my first thought would be, well, let's check and see if they became Robert De Niro. But I think clearly the the timeline doesn't bear that out. Then right. my next thought would be, well, what about the classic television show Taxi? Right. Again, right. The timeline won't bear out. But the timeline on whether or not Skeeter becomes a taxi driver in the hit, hilarious, mm-hmm. uh, completely unimpeachable comedy Taxi. Yes. Starring Queen Latifah and, and Jimmy Fallon. And Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, it's, it's worth it's worth looking into. Yeah, certainly if if she wasn't one of the two leads, she may have been, been a taxi driver in the taxi universe mm. in the movie in the Taxi taxiverse. Universe. The taxiverse. In the taxiverse. She yeah. might have been the taxi, same color. Yeah, oh. in the taxi cinematic universe, of course. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Did we solve the mystery? I don't think we did. Oh, I okay. still. Hold Wonder. on, though. Are you sure we didn't solve the mystery? Yeah, this I don't, seems pretty Because I feel pretty great about this. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you'll have to take me and Eileen's word for it that um, like we've got good theories, but there's been so other many, things so in many, other episodes. Yeah, okay. so many revelations. So we're just trying to figure out which one should be pursued, which ones eliminate the others. It's a lot. Investigative Muppet journalism is... It, they they don't stress and how hard it is. They don't. Yeah. They don't. When you go to Muppet, Muppet investigative journalism, journalism school, school yeah. 
Yeah. We'll just ask the the anchor for the Muppet News Flash. He's been he's suffered greatly in his tenure as a newsman. He's, he's been hit with pianos yeah. and run bricks. over by cows and mm-hmm. bricks and things. Yeah. Well, he's not really responding tough. to my LinkedIn request, guys. That's a Friendster guy if I've ever seen one mm-hmm. though. Yeah. I have to figure out what my old Friendster password was now. It's probably what most of my passwords are, which is I miss Skeeter89. not a thing you should say on a podcast. What? Are you sure? You're going to need to edit oh, that man. out. <sighs> I think people would have been able to guess that that's your password anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, secrets out. Secrets out. I think we, we don't know if Skeeter ever achieved her dream of being a gymnast. And, For uh, the U.S. Olympic team. It looks like she probably did not. And maybe that's the takeaway from this episode is that uh, we know she did not fulfill her dream at least not yet i mean certainly the the episode shows you the darker side of every dream that they seem to have like if you you know if you are uh if you are like an olympic athlete you will probably hurt yourself in a comical way if you are a movie star you'll probably get a parking ticket at some point in your career mm-hmm. I mean, there's just a lot of like downside so i just feel like you know there's a there's sort of a, a nihilism that that permeates the episode. Maybe that 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 Skeeter took to heart. I mean, maybe Skeeter decided that nothing was really worth living because everything has a downside. It seems like the only thing that doesn't have a downside is being Tom Selleck. Yeah, well, yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. He just does lunch and comes in and out of your life, He's people's a lives really quickly. He's got that mustache. Mm-hmm. And you can see his face, too, which is different from most adults in the, mm-hmm. of a baby's universe. Yeah. Which is our universe. Which is, yes, which is our universe. Which is, which are, is the, the taxi cinematic are. universe? Yes. Mm-hmm. We live in the taxi cinematic universe? Yes, because it's, oh, it's all real. Wow. We live in the universe where Muppet Babies and Taxi are real, but Magnum P.I. is a television show. Just to be clear. Yeah, right, to, right. That's a universe that we live in, which mm-hmm. is called reality. Right. The math adds up on that. Yeah. Um, well, it looks like we, once again, have more questions and answers from watching another episode. I thought this was going to be the week. I thought... I still think it might be, guys. I, I think we solved it, actually. I, but you Now, know, the know. yarn says otherwise. Well. Listen to the yarn. But uh, we do want to thank... Uh, uh, Jeffrey Golden, Patrick Baker for joining us. Thank uh, you so much. Pleasure. Uh, uh, Jeffrey, anything you want to uh, our listeners to know about? Well, uh, I mean, we're both uh, we're both authors. You know, obviously, you can tell from our learned tone that we've written many books. We went to college. We went to a college. Ooh, college. Ooh, wow. All college. Yes, that's very good. Um, I wrote a book called "Dream It, Screw It," that uh, is about the life of Dip Disney, who was Walt's drunk, dumb cousin who came up with 7,000 ideas while working at Imagineering for the theme parks, none of which were ever used. And their ideas like the Haunted Mansons, the Hindenburg Sky Resort, uh, Judge Doom's Tune Execution Room, and uh, the Muppets Take Central Florida. None of those attractions ever panned out. But you get to get, uh, you you see uh, designs for the rides and how they would have worked, and you get uh, Dip's life story. And, uh, yeah, that book is called Dream It, Screw It, and you can find it at uh, at your local bookstore, at uh, Barnes & Noble, on Amazon. Cool. Great. And Patrick? Uh, I am also an author. Uh, I am the author of the Presidential Dicker book. Uh, the Presidential Dicker book is, uh, as I like to describe it, 
uh, A People's History of the United States for Immature, Mature Readers. Uh, it is essentially an activity book, much like the sticker books you would have as a kid, where you would be putting stickers on the presence of the United States, only because this is for adults, you're putting uh, dick stickers on the presence mm. of the United States, uh, next to a brief history of all of their dick moves. Uh, during their presidency. Uh, the book is uh, available right now uh, at Barnes & Nobles across the country. Uh, you can order it from barnesandnoble.com, but you can also find it at uh, Amazon or uh, your preferred bookstore. Um, that's great. Well, um, Patrick, Jeffrey, thank you. Thank you. Uh, speaking of social media, you can follow Skaterial on various social medias. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Lots of you have and have given us nice reviews and messages up supporting our journey. And to that, we say thank you. If you have any ideas or suggestions about where Skeeter might be, please send them our way. Send them our way, please. Um, so I guess uh, uh, for now, if there's only one thing we can do. Um, we must uh, go bye bye. Go bye bye. Go bye bye. Go bye bye. Everything changed when you disappear. By the way, the song is about the Muppet Babies. Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit boardwalkaudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.